Some of us sometimes can find ourselves feeling bored, frustrated, or at a crossroads. It's me with the magical Marissa Johnson, who's not just my brilliant niece, but a woman whose self-discovery led her to a career helping others find their own happier place. Marissa, I watched the video you suggested, The Three Most Important Questions. It gives you 90 seconds each to write down the experiences you want to have, the ways you want to be more creative, and the way you want to contribute to the world. What did you learn from answering those questions yourself? It just was a validation. I don't know what it would have been like when I was in that space, you know, when I first started. A lot of things have been consistent throughout my life, like travel, family, learning languages, a lot of things carried through still to this day. But what it's getting us to do is stop thinking, I got to get a job. It's nine to five. It's 401k. I'll work there till I'm dead. And then I can live. It's getting you to think what really sparks that fire. It's like it gets you to think creatively and not logically you know it gets you to have more of an open mind so anything that can do that if it doesn't work then you go to the next one you know you try to find something else but i liked it because i never got timed like i never timed myself doing it oh that's a little pressure for me (laughs) (laughs) well that's because you're used to thinking it out you're used to thinking it through Like you're used to thinking, and also because you're thinking of Catherine, Megan, Bob, Lane, you've got your mom, your brother, you're thinking of all these people when you're supposed to be just thinking of you. So the time constraint forces you to kind of put a microscope on it. It's not really, it's, I don't think it's to force you. I don't think it's necessarily to, to like whittle down and, and get finite with it. I think what it does is it alleviates the whole idea of having to think about it. He's prompting you with, what do you want to experience in life? He gives you that question and then he prompts you with different things, travel, a business, whatever it is that he's prompting you with so that you're flowing, so that it's a a natural flow. Like you're not pressured to think of the right answer because there's no right answer. These are things inside of you that maybe you never thought of or you haven't thought of in a while. You know, you can keep doing it because I've done several and it just, it seems like it just stays the same. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a few things on there that I put that I was like, oh, wow, I never thought that. I always wanted to do languages, Spanish, Italian, French. This time I put Mandarin. I was like, where'd that come from? (laughs) I think it's really interesting as a tool for people who might not be in that habit. Yeah. To be forced to say, What do you want? How often do you think people pose that question to themselves? Well, they don't. That's why it's a great exercise exactly for those people. That's why I said, I don't know if my answers would have been the same when I first started on this journey years ago when I was in that space where I just went job to job. I never stopped to say, what do I want? So this is geared, those, that exercise, the PDF is geared towards those people who are trying to figure shit out. When my video, my Facebook live videos, my cousin on my father's side in Harlem watched it. She's 
a millennial and she said, oh my God, this is right on time. I needed this at this moment. So what I was talking about was taking the time to think, what do I want to do? Seeing the bigger picture. So we may be ahead of them, but those those little things that we did when we went back then, when we were trying to figure it out, not everybody knows about it. Not everybody thinks about that. They just think, oh, I'll just get another job. Oh, I just need more money. Oh, I'm going to move again. They don't take the time to ask themselves those questions. The humans have these basic needs, and some of us just focus on like a couple of them. But then we're unfulfilled and we're exhausted and we're overwhelmed and we're depressed and frustrated with life because we're not meeting all of those needs. So when you take the time and say, well, what do I need to do in order to feel happy and loved and secure and be more aware of myself and my future? So I think it's definitely for those people who are stuck in that rut. And you might not recognize why you're there or how you got there. But if there's that overwhelming sense of waking up in the morning and going, oh, my God, it's only fill in the blank day, like living for the weekends, then it it, it does point to, you know, you kind of have to reexamine it. I was thinking about when you were talking, you know, like, what do you want to experience? Mm -hmm. The difference between when we're kids and we can do anything we want and we find the things we love and we do them, playing baseball or playing dolls or running in the yard or reading a book, whatever it was, it was very simple. And then at some point from then to our adult lives, somehow everything changes. The focus changes. You forget to follow your heart and you wind up following the money, chasing the money or trying to pay the bills. When did you realize not just that you wanted to, but that you had the capability to help get people out of that rut? When I got myself out of it, when I figured out that I was worthy of my dreams, when I got my self-worth, and that was, that was an experience that took time. It went from just getting out of a job situation and figuring it out like, oh, I don't want to be in the office anymore. I want to be at home working. I want to have flexibility with my time. And then realizing like, you know what? Yeah, I do want flexibility with my time, but I don't want to do these jobs. Like, this is great, but I need more. So then I started writing and I wrote to basically express myself because I didn't want to complain out loud and be labeled a complainer. And when I did express myself, it got met with words that I didn't need to hear at that time. You mean when you expressed yourself to other people? When I was, you know, going through the motions at a job I hated, when I was miserable, when I was feeling depressed. You're okay. You'll get through it. Just pray. Give it to God. I'll say a prayer for you. Keep going. It'll get better. Oh, you're not there to make friends at your job. It's a paycheck. And I knew that, but I... I, I was tired of that. Um, it, it wasn't a realization as, oh, I could coach women. It was to express myself and then to share with other women and share with the world that this is real. Almost like an open letter to companies or to organizations. These people that you treat this way, these employees, they're human beings. 
that have past, that have issues, that have feelings and emotions that you are just discarding and that you just want to come to work every day and judge them on different things, you know, or or berate them. There's so much more to that person sitting in that cubicle than just what they're doing for you. From that, it kind of branched out. When I was talking to family members or friends, my attitude changed and they, you know, like, oh, well, you sound better. You feel, yeah, well, this is what I'm doing. You should read this. You should watch this video. And they never did. And they'd always keep complaining about stuff. And I said, well, I'm telling you, read this, watch that video, do this, do that. You should do this. And then nobody would listen. And I kept doing what I was doing. And then somebody latched on and said, wow, I watched that video. It changed the way I looked at things. And and then it was like, see? And then from that point, it was like I had a partner to go through the journey and we basically coached ourselves. I started coaching her. I started teaching her, mentoring her. And that's when I realized like, wow, if I could do this with one person, I could do this with more. And then I started doing it at home with my husband, you know, unbeknownst to him. And <laughs> So yeah, it wasn't something suggested like, oh, you could do this and that. It was it was actually me online still searching and reading up different professions, different careers. And then and I think I came upon some blog and I read it and I had been seeing as I was blogging, I always was seeing coaching, but never really latched on to it. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. really, I've always thought like, oh, those are like um, psychotherapists or psycho, you know, I never thought it was something separate. And then I started reading about it and I was like, what? That's me. That's what I do. I've been doing that my whole life. There's a career for that. So you know, I was like, hello, sign me up. That was it. Was the like, difference between you and me and the way that you have been able to be successful with planting seeds with people uh-huh. is I always have a tendency to say, you should do this, which makes them feel like I'm directing them out of something they're doing yeah. wrong. You have a whole different approach to it. And I find that like, I should be learning from you, Riss. <laughs> Well, it's hard to take the mom out of it. You want to be that, you know, that mom. So you're like, well, honey, what if you do this? You should do this. I, you know, in real estate and in property management, my word, my word phrase to the tenants was like if they were in legal or something, I'd say, I strongly suggest. <laughs> that was, that was okay. my phrase to the tenants at the time. Now what I find myself doing is there's no set phrase there's no set formula there's no set set of words or how you you know how you say it that can make somebody do something if they don't want to do it but what you do right but there are ways you can deliver it to make it more receptive so like you know give me a piece of advice in a way that's not saying here's what you're doing wrong cindy because that's (laughs) what everybody winds up hearing from me well i think when you're in that moment talking with somebody you're fully listening to them and you're listening to little things that they may, they may not realize that they're saying to you. And so you pick up on it and you have intuition. And then instead of saying what to do or what not to do, you ask questions and you ask them like those three questions. So you ask them questions 
that change how they're thinking of what they just said. Like they already have this thought, this idea of what they've been doing. It's not working. This is how they feel. And so you, you just find questions to ask. It's not really like, I don't have like a list of questions that I ask. I just, as I'm in that moment of fully embodied listening to this person, your intuition kicks in and you ask. But then in that, you're still in that present moment listening. So you are mindful of how you say things, what you say. Your main objective is you're not telling them what to do. You're helping them find the solution on what they should be doing or what they need to be doing or what they need to figure out. So you're basically prompting them or you're planting a seed or you know, you're watering the soil so that they can get out of that mode of thinking the way they normally have been thinking. And then when you ask them a certain question that they normally are not asked, it kind of forces them to think a different way. So in that process of thinking a different way, that's where the growth takes place. That's where the transformation takes place. Because if they're constantly thinking they don't like me. There's there's something always wrong that I do. I'm always saying something wrong. I'm always saying something, you know, that put my foot in my mouth and she says this to me and he says that. Somehow there's a question there and it just comes out. Or you say something like, what if you stopped playing the victim? If you want to thrive in your life, instead of being a victim, always feeling like somebody's always doing something to you, why don't you do something for you and thrive instead of being a victim? But a lot of times you can't tell them you're a victim, not a thriver. You know, you need to survive, not victimize yourself. You know, you don't tell them those things, but you ask them in a way where you kind of bring that on them or bring it to their realization that you're playing the victim right now. You say you want all this stuff in life, yet you're still resorting to the old methods of woe is me you get them out of that like if you had it all at this point in time would your attitude be the same you take them out of that toxic soil that they're planted in and you kind of uproot them a little bit and stick them in a bowl for a minute just to see how they like it you know <laughs> and that's it you know and then you keep them there <laughs> so until they because the plant can't walk you know so uh, I love that idea of toxic soil, you know, because you can yeah. do so much growing, but if you're in like an environment, like a career, a relationship, um, a community, a church, you know, if you're in a place where you just, it's not allowing you to grow, it's just so much toxicity, you got to remove yourself out of it. And sometimes that toxic soil is ourselves. So when you listen to people and you ask the right questions it just kind of comes to you i downloaded some pdfs that like have these coaching prompts and i was on the phone with somebody and i was looking at these coaching prompts and i was like i couldn't do it it was like where can i ask these questions while i'm talking it did it didn't feel right so i just you know threw it out totally embodied what i was listening to her what she was saying the feelings her body language and it flowed and it worked when I'm listening to you talk, calling it coaching is so appropriate because you are not like 
clubbing people over the head. You're not forcing them to do something. You're just encouraging them to see things differently. And that's fabulous. Yeah, I would like to club some, some people <laughs> over the head. Like, really? You just going to keep saying that? Really? You just going to keep doing that? But yeah. 